section one of mob rule in new orleans by ida b wells barnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by holly jensen section one shot an officer part one the bloodiest week which new orleans has known since the massacre of the italians in eighteen ninety two was ushered in monday july twenty fourth by the inexcusable and unprovoked assault upon two colored men by police officers of new orleans fortified by the assurance born of long experience in the new orleans service three policemen sergeant oquin officer mora and officer cantrell observing two colored men sitting on doorsteps on dryad street between washington avenue and sixth streets determined without a shadow of authority to arrest them one of the colored men was named robert charles the other was a lad of nineteen named leonard pierce the colored men had left their homes a few blocks distant about an hour prior and had been sitting upon the doorsteps for a short time talking together they had not broken the peace in any way whatever no warrant was in the policeman's hands justifying their arrest and no crime had been committed of which they were the suspects the policemen however secure in the firm belief that they could do anything to a negro that they wished approached the two men and in less than three minutes from the time they accosted them attempted to put both colored men under arrest the younger of the two men pierce submitted to arrest for the officer cantrell who accosted him put his gun in the young man's face ready to blow his brains out if he moved the other colored man charles was made the victim of a savage attack by officer mora who used a billet and then drew a gun and tried to kill charles charles drew his gun nearly as quickly as the policeman and began a duel in the street in which both participants were shot the policeman got the worst of the duel and fell helpless to the sidewalk charles made his escape cantrell took pierce his captive to the police station to which place mora the wounded officer was also taken and a man-hunt at once instituted for charles the wounded fugitive in any law-abiding community charles would have been justified in delivering himself up immediately to the properly constituted authorities and asking a trial by a jury of his peers he could have been certain that in resisting an unwarranted arrest he had a right to defend his life even to the point of taking one in that defence but charles knew that his arrest in new orleans even for defending his life meant nothing short of a long term in the penitentiary and still more probable death by lynching at the hands of a cowardly mob he very bravely determined to protect his life as long as he had breath in his body and strength to draw a hair-trigger on his would-be murderers how well he was justified in that belief is well shown by the newspaper accounts which were given of this transaction without a single line of evidence to justify the assertion the new orleans daily papers at once declared that both pierce and charles were desperadoes that they were contemplating a burglary and that they began the assault upon the policemen it is interesting to note how the two leading papers of new orleans the picayune and the times democrat 
exert themselves to justify the policeman in the absolutely unprovoked attack upon the two colored men as these two papers did all in their power to give an excuse for the action of the policeman it is interesting to note their versions the times democrat of tuesday morning the twenty-fifth says two blacks who are desperate men and no doubt will be proven burglars made it interesting and dangerous for three bluecoats on dryad street between washington avenue and sixth street the negroes using pistols first and dropping patrolman mora but the desperate darkies did not go free for the taller of the two robinson is badly wounded and under cover while leonard pierce is in jail for a long time that particular neighborhood has been troubled with bad negroes and the neighbors were complaining to the sixth precinct police about them but of late pierce and robinson had been camping on a doorstep on the street and the people regarded their actions as suspicious it got to such a point that some of the residents were afraid to go to bed and last night this was told sergeant oakwin who was rounding up his men he had just picked up officers mora and cantrell on washington avenue and dryad street and catching a glimpse of the blacks on the steps he said he would go over and warn the men to get away from the street so the patrolman followed and sergeant oakwin asked the smaller fellow pierce if he lived there the answer was short and impertinent the black saying he did not and with that both pierce and robinson drew up to their full height for the moment the sergeant did not think that the negroes meant fight and he was on the point of ordering them away when robinson slipped his pistol from his pocket pierce had his revolver out too and he fired twice point blank at the sergeant and just then robinson began shooting at the patrolman in a second or so the policemen and blacks were fighting with their revolvers the sergeant having a duel with pierce while cantrell and mora drew their line of fire on robinson who was working his revolver for all he was worth one of his shots took mora in the right hip another caught his index finger on the right hand and a third struck the small finger of the left hand poor mora was done for he could not fight any more but cantrell kept up his fire being answered by the big black pierce's revolver broke down the cartridges snapping and he threw up his hands begging for quarter the sergeant lowered his pistol and some citizens ran over to where the shooting was going on one of the bullets that went at robinson caught him in the breast and he began running turning out sixth street with cantrell behind him shooting every few steps he was loading his revolver again but did not use it after the start he took and in a little while officer cantrell lost the man in the darkness pierce was made a prisoner and hurried to the sixth precinct police station where he was charged with shooting and wounding the sergeant sent for an ambulance and mora was taken to the hospital the wound in the hip being serious a search was made for robinson but he could not be found and even at two o'clock this morning captain day with sergeant oakwin and corporals perrier and trenchard with a good squad of men were beating the weeds for the black the new orleans picayune of the same date described the occurrence and from its account one would think it was an entirely different affair 
both of the two accounts cannot be true and the unquestioned fact is that neither of them sets out the facts as they occurred both accounts attempt to fix the beginning of hostilities upon the colored men but both were compelled to admit that the colored men were sitting on the doorsteps quietly conversing with one another when the three policemen went up and accosted them the times democrat unguardedly states that one of the two colored men tried to run away that mora seized him and then drew his billy and struck him on the head that charles broke away from him and started to run after which the shooting began the picayune however declares that pierce began the firing and that his two shots point-blank at oakwin were the first shots of the fight as a matter of fact pierce never fired a single shot before he was covered by oakwin's revolver charles and the officers did all the shooting the picayune's account is as follows patrolman mora was shot in the right hip and dangerously wounded last night at eleven thirty o'clock in dryad street between washington and sixth by two negroes who were sitting on a doorstep in the neighborhood the shooting of patrolman mora brings to memory the fact that he was one of the partners of patrolman trimp who was shot by a negro soldier of the united states government during the progress of the spanish-american war the shooting of mora by the negro last night is a very simple story at the hour mentioned three negro women noticed two suspicious men sitting on a doorstep in the above locality the women saw the two men making an apparent inspection of the building as they told the story they saw the men look over the fence and examine the window blinds and they paid particular attention to the make-up of the building which was a two-story affair about that time sergeant j c oakwin and officers mora and j d cantrell hove in sight the women hailed them and described to them the suspicious actions of the two negroes who were still sitting on the step the trio of bluecoats on hearing the facts at once crossed the street and accosted the men the latter answered that they were waiting for a friend whom they were expecting not satisfied with this answer the sergeant asked them where they lived and they replied downtown but could not designate the locality to other questions put by the officers the larger of the two negroes replied that they had been in town just three days as this reply was made the larger man sprang to his feet and patrolman mora seeing that he was about to run away seized him the negro took a firm hold on the officer and a scuffle ensued mora noting that he was not being assisted by his brother officers drew his billy and struck the negro on the head the blow had but little effect upon the man for he broke away and started down the street when about ten feet away the negro drew his revolver and opened fire on the officer firing three or four shots the third shot struck mora in the right hip and was subsequently found to have taken an upward course although badly wounded mora drew his pistol and returned the fire at his third shot the negro was noticed to stagger but he did not fall he continued his flight at this moment sergeant oakwin seized the other negro who proved to be a youth leon pierce as soon as officer mora was shot he sank to the sidewalk 
and the other officer ran to the nearest telephone and sent in a call for the ambulance upon its arrival the wounded officer was placed in it and conveyed to the hospital an examination by the house surgeon revealed the fact that the bullet had taken an upward course in the opinion of the surgeon the wound was a dangerous one but the best proof of the fact that the officers accosted the two colored men and without any warrant or other justification attempted to arrest them and did actually seize and begin to club one of them is shown by officer mora's own statement the officer was wounded and had every reason in the world to make his side of the story as good as possible his statement was made to a picayune reporter and the same was published on the twenty-fifth instant and is as follows i was in the neighborhood of dryads and washington streets with sergeant oakwin and officer cantrell when three negro women came up and told us that there were two suspicious-looking negroes sitting on a step on dryad street between washington and sixth we went to the place indicated and found two negroes we interrogated them as to who they were what they were doing and how long they had been here they replied that they were working for someone and had been in town three days at about this stage the larger of the two negroes got up and i grabbed him the negro pulled but i held fast and he finally pulled me into the street here i began using my billet and the negro jerked from my grasp and ran he then pulled a gun and fired i pulled my gun and returned the fire each of us firing about three shots i saw the negro stumble several times and i thought i had shot him but he ran away and i don't know whether any of my shots took effect sergeant oakwin in the meantime held the other man fast the man was about ten feet from me when he fired and the three negresses who told us about the men stood away about twenty-five feet from the shooting thus far in the proceeding the monday night episode results in officer mora lying in the station wounded in the hip leonard pierce one of the colored men locked up in the station and robert charles the other colored man a fugitive wounded in the leg and sought for by the entire police force of new orleans not sought for however to be placed under arrest and given a fair trial and punished if found guilty according to the law of the land but sought for by a host of enraged vindictive and fearless officers who were coolly ordered to kill him on sight this order is shown by the picayune of the twenty-sixth instant in which the following statement appears in talking to the sergeant about the case the captain asked about the negro's fighting ability and the sergeant answered that charles though he called him robinson then was a desperate man and it would be best to shoot him before he was given a chance to draw his pistol upon any of the officers this instruction was given before anybody had been killed and the only evidence that charles was a desperate man lay in the fact that he had refused to be beaten over the head by officer mora for sitting on a step quietly conversing with a friend charles resisted an absolutely unlawful attack and a gunfight followed both mora and charles were shot but because mora was white and charles was black charles was at once declared to be a desperado made an outlaw and subsequently a price put upon his head and the mob authorized to shoot him like a dog on sight 
the new orleans picayune of wednesday morning said but he has gone perhaps to the swamps and the disappointment of the bluecoats in not getting the murderer is expressed in their curses each man swearing that the signal to halt that will be offered charles will be a shot in that same column of the picayune it was said hundreds of policemen were about each corner was guarded by a squad commanded either by a sergeant or a corporal and every man had the word to shoot the negro as soon as he was sighted he was a desperate black and would be given no chance to take more life end of section one recording by holly jensen